This episode is brought to you by the official coffee of the Chromecast podcast, Fresh Roasted Coffee, who we've partnered with to make a special edition Chrome Unboxed anniversary blend. Here at Chrome Unboxed, we're not just nerdy about Chromebooks, we're also coffee snobs. And look, we wasted a lot of time hand roasting coffee before we found Fresh Roasted Coffee, and we haven't looked back since. This coffee is roasted fresh to order, immediately packaged, nitrogen flushed and shipped directly to your door. And although we can't officially say that this Chrome Unbox Edition tastes any better than the normal anniversary blend, that is the word around town. But don't just take our word for it. Pick up a bag for yourself and let us know what you think. You can grab a bag over at chromeunbox.com forward slash coffee. Welcome to the Chromecast the official podcast from Chrome Unbox, where we unpack everything from hardware to software in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS so that you can be more informed on all the latest updates, changes, and devices. What's up, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Chromecast. My name is Joe Humphrey, and I am joined here today by Gabriel Bringers. Hey, I was hoping you'd do Robbie first. Nope, nope, nope. And, it's uh, been months, man. And Robbie Payne. I'm keeping tabs. You're it's number been months. I tried. I moved away what's, from the mic. I tried what's to up, you everyone? Out. You are number three on the list. I am always first. This is Joe's, this is Joe's way num- to get back. What is that? <laughs> I am number four. This is my yeah. show. Yeah, that's... This is my show. <laughs> but, but, look at me. But, look at my eyes. But I don't want to have captain. to. I don't want to have to talk the whole time. So well, I'm I not going to say anything. Need now, you so. guys. So <laughs> need I'm just going to sit here and drink my coffee. <laughs> I'm just the host. I don't. I'm just the dummy who doesn't know anything. I just create segues. That's all I'm good for. <laughs> Keep us steered in the right direction. That's all I'm good for. Um, so. I've kind of I was telling the guys like I've kind of got away f- from doing a, a a big piece about the giveaway and everything because some people might be listening to the podcast later and this giveaway won't be running but I do have to mention that we've already hit our third milestone in our yeah. on the run to 200k giveaway. Yeah. So we have hit 185,000 subscribers on YouTube. We it's need crazy. a soundboard so that we can have I can some actually clapping. load in Whenever we whenever we get the the next video setup done, I think I can load in some audio presets. That'd be fun. On this, I don't know. We'll figure it out. Uh, yeah, we do. <laughs> we need some clapping and stuff, <laughs> or just random sounds. Yeah, we'll have sad trombone. I'm gonna need that one. I'm gonna need that one here in a little bit when we get to Lindar. Um, so Aww. so yeah. <laughs> Little preview there. Uh so so yeah, we've already hit our our next milestone. We are on the run to 200k and it's crazy. We were having a conversation with a uh with a new contracted writer that you will hopefully be seeing soon on the website. We were just kind of giving him giving him a little bit of a rundown. We need to get him on the podcast. We do. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Do a little intro and, and let him uh, tell folks about what he does. He shall be known as the brain. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. It's the brain that's trust. Great. The brain. He's smarter the brain. than the three of us combined. <laughs> He's the chrome unboxed brain. Um, but yeah, we were kind of giving a little rundown of, you know, how we got to where we are. And it's just always fun thinking about when we first started making whenever i first started helping you with youtube videos and we had five thousand subscribers yeah and honestly we were really stoked when we hit 10 and 20 oh i remember and and it's still i mean it's still every single milestone we hit is still incredibly exciting and we don't take it for granted so 
if you if you haven't heard, we're doing this giveaway. We'll link it. It's on the website. It's all over YouTube. Go check it out. Good stuff. Good stuff. Cool yeah. stuff. We're giving away a ton of cool things uh, in large part due to our awesome partnership with MediaTek. Huge shout out to them. Okay. So let's dig into some of the news from the week. Uh, I think the first thing we want to dig into here, we, we've got a couple gaming things to talk about. The first one is that Stadia is finally on the Chromecast with Google TV and Android yeah. TV. Yeah. Yes. Uh, interestingly, I, I had a conversation with my neighbor. Uh, he was one of the people I referenced a lot when uh, the Chromecast with Google TV came out. He was interested in Stadia. He was asking my advice on what to buy and how to get in because he wanted to play uh, PGA Tour 2K21. He's he's like my because golfing, of course he's my golfing buddy, <laughs> um, and so it was so awkward at the time trying to say, "Hey, here's what you need to go buy." Because it's like, well, here's this new Chromecast that, as a Chromecast, is the best Chromecast by, by far, far, the best, and especially using as it now. a streaming device in general, it's it's best, and yeah, it has it a remote. Best. Yeah, it's it's fantastic. I love it. Um, but if you want to play Stadia games, it's like, well, but you need to, to, to go get the Chromecast Ultra for right now if that's what you yeah. want to do, even though I wouldn't recommend it for anything else. And so I don't think he ended up doing anything. We ended up getting those. Uh, they, they did the giveaways where they had the Ultra and the controller. Yeah, the Premier Edition. For free. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so I, gave, I just gave one of those to him so he could have it. And, and so last night I was like, hey, remember that conversation we had like <clears throat> seven months ago about Chromecast and Stadia and all that stuff? Now you can go get you a Chromecast with Google TV and go play Stadia with it. So, so it's, quite, it's available. Yeah, so we got our setup immediately because we have, uh, for whatever reason, we have maxed out our HDMI ports on our TV. So we have to switch the Ultra and the Google TV when the kids want to play Stadia. So we got it set up the, like as soon as it rolled out. But So is it available and working on Android television too? Yes. Uh, okay, so we, we were going to put that. I think I said that in the video. Did I say that yesterday? I have I think no I, idea. I think yeah, I said sure, we I'm tested yeah, it or I'm whatever. sure it was in the write-up too, but my point being is that as much as I love the Google TV, that Walmart thing the might on. be did the way all, to go. Did you all buy work. one? Is no, we need to. Re- they have one here in town. We need to just go grab one. What was one. that other remote we gotta go that was in that. the studio? That's the Shield. That's for the Shield TV. Yeah. No, there was like a white one in there. What was that? Oh, that's the projector. Ah, okay. That's a I whole so many different things. obsession. I was, did I don't remember. Was I out on Friday last week? I think it was. I don't remember. And I just I came in on Monday, and you guys had that remote, and I didn't know if you all had went and like, bought what it. What is or, this yeah. thing? Uh, no, I forgot uh, to ask until just this. We moment. need to go grab one of those. So yeah, because it's if it the, runs on the, that, there's your cheapest route. To yeah, stadium. the 4K model is. It's like thirty five bucks. It's or under, something? I think it's like thirty dollars. Yeah, what, what? It's crazy cheap. So Walmart, what brand is it? It's Walmart. It's O N N on. It has a very googly. It, it looks like they just tweaked the uh, Android TV developer kit a little bit. So the the thing itself is only about this big. So but, not much larger than the Chromecast. Dongle. No, Correct. not at all. The 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 full HD version is just a dongle. Like it just plugs in. The other one's a little UHD. But yeah. looking at it right now, Walmart twenty nine dollars and eighty eight bucks. Wow. It's this big. Unbelievable. The remote has a. It has a um, uh, assistant button. It, it it looks just like the. Isn't this like the spec? So that Google created a spec yeah, for so Android this is, slash If you Google get TV. the developer Android TV box from whatever company makes it, it looks very much like this. But you have Netflix. Uh, does it have Disney Plus button yeah, on it? Yeah, Disney Plus button, HBO Max. Those are all the things Honest, I have. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> Netflix, YouTube, honestly, Disney Plus. Honestly, that remote is TV. more. As long as Done. it'll do all the, the TV control stuff like the Google TV one does. Surely it Which will. it should. Yeah. That 
remote is more useful to me than the Google TV remote, and it's yeah. thirty dollars for it's, for full HD or for, uh, for full HD pick up today in stock. I'm gonna go get go one. and do it. Yeah. Order it right now. Add the cart. Um, we'll go pick so, it up, dude. If you buy it now for pickup, it won't be ready till like nine o'clock tonight. <laughs> yeah, I'm you just might. No, seriously. Yeah, we might as well just go over and go get it. Yeah, okay. Because remember, kidding. you're just gonna kidding. go over there. You're gonna go over there to the locker, and then the locker won't open, and then you're gonna have to wait for the manager. But that manager doesn't have the key to that locker, and they're gonna have to go get another manager so, who's on lunch. Yeah, and no, <laughs> so, and no, you're gonna so be big, at Walmart for four. What you're saying is big, big shout out to Walmart. Walmart. Yeah, because I'll gripe too because this happened to me with Home Depot once. Hold uh, on, we need a sound for this. It, it's going to be a derailing train yeah, sound. So <laughs> we're derailing. Here we go. Let's there take go. a let's take a page out of the Family Guy playbook. You know what really grinds my gears? Okay, <laughs> so I ordered this uh, Dewalt uh, weed eater from Home Depot a couple years ago. I think I've had that thing now. A year ago, last summer, whatever. Anyway. Um, Ordered it, told my wife I was going to run to town to pick it up, got there. It's COVID. There's lots of crazy stuff going on, so it was last year. Showed my little thing on my phone. The girl's very nice. She's like, that has not been picked yet. I'm sorry. I was like, it's fine. It had, it's been like an hour since I ordered it. She not said, true. It, he yelled and said, unacceptable. <laughs> I said, you know, well, how long do you think it might be? And she said, well, if you want to go grab it, I'll scan it and you can go. Awesome. Similar situation with Walmart. I ordered a 40-pound bag of uh, smoker pellets for my smoker, which were literally on a pallet right as you walk into the garden center. You know, right there. Look, it's right there. It's right there. I can can see it. I can have pellets. Eight hours. Eight hours. And I'm like, can I go get it? No, no, sir. We can't do that. Could you just cancel the order? can you ask one of those 15 people that are standing over there doing nothing to go get it? And they're like, sir, you can cancel the order and you'll get a refund in three to five days. And you can just go get it and buy it now. So that's what I did. Yeah, it was great. I love it. Yeah, we've had a a few things that we ordered for pickup. I I can't remember the last thing. There was something. You went and it wasn't. It it was a whole, I mean, I'm not kidding. It was total, total, total time was at least an hour that I was like going around and trying to figure it out. What was it? I don't remember what it was. The other one was, um, it was when it was still cold. So a few months back we were, I think we were at church and we realized that my son's jacket had gotten a little too snug for him. So we just, uh, we were, we knew they were going to be outside later that day. So we ordered one from Walmart and we're like, well, we'll just go pick it up. It did. It was ready in less than two hours, which impressed me. But when we got there, I went to get it and it was not the jacket that we ordered. So I found the person and I said, Hey, can I just go exchange it? And she said, Oh no, you didn't, they didn't have the one you ordered. So I put that one in there cause I figured it was okay. I'm like, Mm-hmm. Uh, Perfect. It's like no. I know you ordered a Philly cheesesteak, but here's a tuna melt instead. <laughs> I figured that would work. It's a sandwich <laughs> that will work for you. Huh? Does this you work like, for you? You like you, this? You like that? Okay, I'm done. I'm done. So so anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Anywho, we'll go pick one of these up. But this thing it. comes there's, with everything too. Yeah, I mean, yeah, then there's no reason to think that it wouldn't work just fine. Yeah, uh, with Stadia. So yeah. Uh, worth trying because for thirty bucks, yeah, you could get yeah. a four K streamer stick. And, the uh, setup Stadia. process is is and the UI is going to be as... exactly the same. Yep, it's not yeah. like it's a proprietary thing that Google right. has. So yeah, which we'll, is we'll interesting. We'll get it and test it because this could be the cheapest, easily the cheapest route to Stadia gaming. Absolutely, for sure. Or GeForce Now. Yeah, GeForce. I did test so, GeForce yeah, Now a little bit yesterday. Let's just, talk through a little bit of the testing. Yeah, because I wanted to make sure I just kind of covered down on bases because. 
GeForce Now is awesome on the web. GeForce Now is really awesome in the Android app. GeForce Now is awesome. I think they have an iOS app. I've tried it in multiple ways. GeForce Now is awesome in the Android yeah, TV. I sat and played on your iPad that one day. So they do yeah. have an iOS app. Um, it's it's really good on uh, uh, the, the Shield as well. Um, and for some reason on the Chromecast with Google TV, there is a very discernible lag. Uh, but not until you get into the game. So the input... Uh, so as I'm moving around the menu, for instance, it tells me that the Bluetooth to the Chromecast is fine because I'm using an Xbox controller. That's not an issue. Um, that works just fine. Everything moves around just fine. But once it launches a game, uh, there is discernible lag. Um, and, and I'm not really sure why that is because uh, I, I launched Fortnite on the Shield TV and it was fine. So, um, yeah, I don't know. That's something they need to fix. I, I don't... It could be just maybe it's a Bluetooth routing issue with that app and the Chromecast with Google TV. So it'll yeah. be really interesting to try it with this little yeah, cheap yeah, thing yeah, too. Yeah. Um, ultimately, they have to fix it. I think they've had the the opportunity for now to not worry about that too much. But now you've got Stadia on there uh, that gamers can choose to leverage instead. And so I think that might that might wake them up to be like, hey, we need to we need to look into this. Um, and so who knows? Uh, but ultimately, if if GeForce Now gets worked out, now you've got GeForce Now, Stadia, uh, who knows, Xbox, uh, they're... What are they X, actually it's calling It's xCloud, it? right? Or so is no, it's it? something Pass. So it's, all, it's their Game Pass Ultimate Game Pass allows Ultimate. for okay. games to be played in the That's cloud. That's not their I, I service. Know, right, I don't know What's what the, the service... It was xCloud for a while. Yeah, So I think they we're going to call it, it xCloud for now. xCloud sounds good. <clears throat> uh, so if, if xCloud gets a an Android TV app... Which heck, they might have one. I didn't even think to look because they they have an Android app. The Android app's awesome. Uh, it's it, the X Cloud is coming to web in the the Chromecast is over there. We can plug it. So in. they're just calling it, it Xbox see. Cloud Gaming. I like X Cloud better. Me too. Mm, come on, man. but it went. It had another name too for a little yeah, while. I cannot remember <laughs> what it was called. Either way, the times I've used it and it's like on on the app where it's supposed to where it's fully supported. Like the app was working on Chromebooks for a little bit, and it was pretty decent. Uh, we're gonna have some sirens coming. Hold just a second. Yeah. Oh, that was quick. Yeah, how about quick? I think they went around. Um, but yeah, there's there have been uh, times where I've used it in in the app where it was totally supported the way it should be, and it's great. I mean, there's lots of really good games in there, stuff that I'm like, man, I would have played this. I just never thought to buy it. Um, I'll be interested to see how their purchases work. Like if I buy a game, how does that work and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but it's going to roll out a web interface it, too. And like once that happens, I mean, it's just going to get really competitive. I completely again. forgot about this. Is there a, is there a uh, Amazon Luna app for Android TV? Because I, is it even I, signed out of beta up, yet? I signed up for the beta and got accepted. And I will say the games run really, really well because if there's one thing Amazon knows how to do, it's, it's servers. I yeah, mean, that's true. It ran really well, but, I don't know how that works. Let's see. When was this written? This was written yeah. ooh, back in October. XCloud on Android TV. Yeah, that's sideloaded in APK. That's not <laughs> what I'm here for. Is there going to be a real thing? Um, we'll, we'll have to test yeah. it and see. Yeah. I don't see it. Like I was hoping right at the top. It'd be like, hey, they've announced uh, for Android TV. I can't imagine they wouldn't. Um, but yeah, we'll have to look around and see if we can find it. But ultimately, if that shows up, GeForce Now... Stadia, like gaming on these little streaming dongles. If you're into cloud gaming, you have a good connection. 
you have decent internet speeds and you're close enough to the servers uh, you know it's it's great and and i'm happy to say i'm not really surprised but i'm happy to be able to say that stadia on the chromecast with google tv is basically flawless like it, it works as good as it does everywhere else and so uh, if your Stadia experience hasn't been fantastic so far, it's not like this is going to fix that. But if it's been good so far, you like it on a Chromebook or you like it on a Windows device or you enjoy playing it on your phone or whatever, this is going to be absolutely similar. You're not missing any, like you can do all your messaging, you can do all your chatting and all, it's all there. All the stuff's there. Uh, you can pair up different remotes if you want to. We, in our video that we're going to put out, there's, you know, we're using Xbox controller, we're using the Stadia controller. It all just works. Um, it's late. <laughs> it's really late. Um, I I would have not thought that when they announced the new Chromecast in October that it would take till almost July for it to show up. Um, I think that was a huge miss. It was probably a massive gash in the side of Stadia, uh, which is already struggling to get people on board. You know, um, so this didn't help. It would have been very helpful, I think, for Google to have yeah. made sure that Stadia's the app was working before yeah. they announced this and because there are a bunch of people that have this streaming stick now and have written off stadia just because it's like look having a, a remote a ui and this interface is more important i mean i'm one of them is more important than having a chromecast on my tv that can play stadia because i like the new the new chromecast and so i've had the ultra hooked up for a while and i just took it off my tv because same here i haven't been playing i haven't been playing stadia and that's not stadia's fault necessarily but the accessibility is, is much wider now. Um, and so I, I always thought in my head, like, oh, since I now have these games that I can play, like Watch Dogs, I can, I can just open my Chromebook and play it whenever I want. Um, I'll finally play it. Still not the case. Right now, the only thing I do in my free time is play yeah. golf. Uh, yeah, it's different. Yeah, <laughs> but for, for, for people that are in, into gaming at this point, they have that option, right? And uh, I think, obviously, like, Google's invested in stadia like so many people were saying like oh they're they're just this is going to be a google thing and there was you know there were several articles that michael wrote about some of their transition and things that they were doing they were shuffling things around i think they were just trying to figure it out like they were trying to figure out the team they're trying to figure out what sort of resources they needed to get this product out there and i think they're going to keep pushing it obviously this is going to make it more accessible but then michael shared i don't know if michael wrote it yet i think it was maybe a nine to five article where the uh, for you tab is going to include yeah, games. Yeah, like, that's yes. pretty big. Oh, we yeah. saw it last night because uh, we had switched over to Google TV for yeah, something. That's, that's actually huge. Yeah, and my daughter's like, "Oh, Dad, there's a new game from Stadia." And I was like, yeah. "Well, honey, that's not new. You, it was uh, Destiny." I was like, "Honey, you just don't you don't play that game." But yeah. that's going to be huge, like you said, because now people are going to they're going to turn it on and it's be like, "There's this giant." You know, whatever game yeah. that they're watchdogs. So it's definitely show up after you because I haven't seen one yet, and I bet you it's only after you install yeah, Stadia. Be because which that's a, that, that's yeah. what it should be. Doing, it's, I guess. Yeah, because it's just like anything else. Well, no, no, I, mean, no. They, I get recommendations. From I like, get HBO all the time. Well, that's I don't true. Have HBO, it recommends. Yeah. It does recommend. So, hey, install this app yep. for this thing. But they need to. Yeah, they need to push into that because what happens then is somebody clicks on it. Oh, I do want to see that. You know, install Stadia and play, and you click it, and they log in with the account that they've got, and they have a free trial or whatever, and like, oh, just grab my Xbox controller and yeah. I can play this game right. Are you serious? That's a thing. Yeah. Like, this could be a really, really big step and I, I in the right direction. I, I know this is obvious, but I didn't even think about this. TVs that have Android TV built in that eliminates yep. the need for a dongle entirely. Yep. And 
um, honestly, I've never seen the huge selling point of Android TVs, but with Google TV now, I I feel like Android TVs are viable. Yeah, and they're, they're competitive. With we still have a Roku TV, which is great. We love it. But now that our Chromecast does everything, the only thing we switch to the regular television for is for like live TVs. So. Yeah, like at what point? At what point do we not have to have a dongle anymore? Like at what point is all of this just you buy a TV and it's got? I mean, they're already there. Oh, it's, yeah, it's there it, but once, it's like yeah. people are still buying just, dongles like crazy, left oh, yeah. and right. So yeah. it's not. It's well, not, because it's cheaper. Yeah. If you think about it, like when you're building a TV, like you're, you're paying for your screen, mostly just the screen and input methods, but you're really just play, paying for a great display that I can hook stuff into. Um, the minute companies have to do that and then think about, okay, I'm going to put an OS on this thing. Okay, so it's not just the firmware that lets the TV switch inputs and pick, you know clean up the picture for different kind of things. Now we're talking about running an OS, so right. now I've got to get updates, better chipsets, and I've got to have RAM, stuff, yeah. and I've got to update. You're you're asking a lot more of the TV manufacturer, and then all of a sudden they're like, okay, for that to make our margins make sense, that $700 TV is now $1,500, right. and it's going to sit next to a $700 TV that has all the same visual options, and no you one's going to buy it. it in a Chromecast. Yeah. Right, no one's going to buy it. The, the, Google t- the Chromecast with Google TV still solves the uh, traveling problem. That Chromecast users yeah, always that have. too. Take it with me and, and log Connect in and go. To portals and it's perfect. I just think I think they need to make uh, they need to just push forward and hopefully they will like remove the Android TV from everything. Like just, just it's just Google TV. Google TV. Like it's no different than nobody knows what runs on the displays, smart displays, and it's not like people are like, what exactly is the operating system on this thing? It's Chrome. They don't OS. care. It could be Chrome OS or Android or Fuchsia. Like they don't care. Does it tell me the weather? Can I talk to the assistant? Does it show me my picture? Yeah, I mean, sure. and that's don't go- care. yeah. Google even updated their help page to say, "Hey, here's how to know if your smart yeah. display is running Fuchsia." Like, who cares? Who cares? Because you've clearly said the users will not notice the difference, and right, so it, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter. And mm-hmm. so, like, I just cha- just start calling it Google TV. Period. Like the like the fact that it's the the app you install is Stadia for Android TV. For general consumers that just bought a like, Chromecast oh, wait, with is Google, this the is, right this, thing? is this right? Because this is my, Android TV. Is this it? I'm yeah, because you had for a long time it was you had Google Cast and then you had Cast. And you had the, now it's just if a device is Chromecast compatible, it's just with Chromecast. It yeah. should just be with Google TV. Yeah, and, and Web OS like the <laughs> Shield TV should be. It's running Google TV. Like that's what it needs to be running. Uh. If the, uh, the base of it's always going to be Android. They're not going to just completely rip out the, the back end because they need app support and all that stuff. It doesn't matter. The consumers can dig into settings, and if they're smart enough to look around, cool, they're going to understand that this is Android TV underneath this. But it could just be Android now. It's running Android. Google TV lives on Android. Cool. Move forward. That, that seems like the most obvious uh, solution in branding. What they'll probably do is they're going to introduce Cast TV. <laughs> I was just trying to think of like the worst sounding <clears throat> cast TV, cast TV, cast TV, cast TV, cast TV. Sounds like a- I don't like it. <laughs> so I like it. Do it. So, so Stadia's out. It's awesome. Yeah, we tried it. We've got a video that we're finishing up today. Throw your it. ultras in the trash. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Donate them. Honestly, Give them a- I mean, yeah, not, not not a whole lot of need. I mean, there's still a lot of people like me. I'm going to give mine to my dad because they they have yeah. a smart television. But I was trying to get him hooked up with watching a show that's only available that the chosen. You can only watch it through like the app or on youtube whatever so i was like yep i'll just bring you a chromecast yeah and i'll set it up for you then all you have to do is 
yeah cast up so. yeah so yeah it's it's dope it works really well we did a little behind the scenes yesterday for our patrons uh so if you're not a patron you can go sign up check it out one other one other thing uh that i think would be really cool since we're talking about android tv google tv blah blah blah, would be for google to come out cast with TV. Uh, uh yeah cast tv cast uh for them to come out with like the chromecast pro or the, the new ultra and it actually has 128 gigs of storage on it and eight gigs of RAM. And it's meant to run some of the cooler Android games. Right. Like, yeah, you can run stadia and you can cast, you can stream all your audio video. Uh, the, the interface will, will never lag on this thing. And if you'd like to run a couple games locally that are a little more intensive that, you know, support controllers and mouse and keyboard or whatever, you can also do yeah. that too. 79 bucks or a hundred bucks. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be like the latest massive processor, but put something in it that can and I, run a game. Ready, and I think know? that's important too, that because be awesome. people with what Google's doing with Google TV and there's the, the, the mingling of Android and stuff, people buy these and they, that I think a lot of people expect, Oh, I'm gonna buy this and I'm going to install, you know, candy crush or something on it. I'm like you install one really popular Android game on that uh, thing. And it's basically full. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> I and mean, it'll run like that's the, a really good idea. The you basic little side scrollers, do, do it that way. Yeah, but if, I don't <laughs> that's know. That's a whole thing. I don't think it'll don't let want. you install it on uh, uh, external, oh, external storage. You can store like videos and stuff on it, but yeah. I don't think it'll let you install games. Uh, yeah, but I mean, being able to run something more than you know Redball Four, it will be kind of cool. Yeah, um, totally. And, and that's a, that's the other thing. Even though it can run some of those games, you can only install like two, and then it's your space is out. So like, you know, it does again. It doesn't have to be. It could be the Snapdragon. Seven. Well, it's not gonna be seven C. That's a compute chip. But you know, something in that vein, like what's in the Pixel Five, the seven sixty five. You know, just a kind of middle, middle of the road kind of chip. Um, put you know four gigs of RAM in it and yeah, put sixty four hundred twenty eight gigs dope. of storage, so that you know a handful of games that you could play. Like I could see, I play this little ultimate golf game, and it's definitely for a phone. But if you could just install it on the TV, and I could maybe click my remote, you know, or I don't know, find an interface or whatever. Like there are interfaces for your phone that you know it makes the phone basically a trackpad for the yes. google tv like and let me play some of those games on there like yeah, i could see cool. kids playing that i could see people just enjoying that a lot but the current state of google tv and android tv yeah. it's they're so so limited it's like that's not well, really a realistic thing like there's several i i wrote an article of a long time ago about some of the game night stuff. That's an old fashioned statement you just said. <laughs> what did I say? I don't even know. I, I wrote an article. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> Joe wrote something. Wait, what? Didn't know he did that. <laughs> Joe writes? He's a writer? He's a good one. And a good one. Yeah, he's a good writer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, uh, yeah, we got we got a lot of stuff going on. We've, we're just getting, we're getting other people to write for no, us. No. That's, that's the whole goal here. We could have, just for fun of it though, we got to knock their, you need, you need to resurrect you need, the next Chromecast <laughs> article thing. Yeah. That's what we should do. You should write the article that goes with this video yeah. we're doing. Totally. I'm yeah. totally down with that. That would be really cool. I'm totally down with that. Because Joe's had some huge success in times where we had really low page views, like yeah. some of these doldrums just, times. Like yeah, and there's some Joe was like, I'm going to write, and he would write a Chromecast <laughs> article, yeah. and our <laughs> traffic up. would blow up. Yeah, and it was dra- like, Joe plus Chromecast Joe. success <laughs> equals boom. Yeah, Success. <laughs> Because we've tried to duplicate, and it's like, well, it's about time for a Chromecast article, and you write it, and it falls into a black yeah. hole, and you're like, no, dude, I should no, we totally, need Joe to write the Totally going to write this one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just got myself out of some work. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but I had written a like game night 
here, here's some fun games that are cast enabled that you can download on your phone. Yeah. Cast them I to your that. TV. Yep. Um, and it was just one of those kind of evergreen articles. <clears throat> but it would be fun that if you Update could just that. open your your TV with your remote and I have to grab your phone yeah. again, your phone's off charging. That's the, that's the beauty of the interface. Right. And now you could just hop in and, oh, hey, let's play, you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever game, you know. Right. There's all sorts of different little game night things you can do for the family or for uh, a group of adults. I think there was there was one, like, knockoff that was, like, uh, the Cards Against Humanity. Cards Against yes. Humanity, like, knockoff. <laughs> uh, that one was really fun. But it would be cool if that was all on the interface. But again, you know, you install two or three of those on your Chromecast with Google TV, you're yep. probably getting pretty full. So let's, uh, so yeah, that's all that. Keep an eye out for the video and my article, I guess, that I'm going to write with this. Yep. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, keep an eye now out for that stuff. To. I on have the hook. to do it. I said it, on, I said it on the Chromecast, and it is official. Uh, let's chat for a minute about some of this news with uh, Borealis. So, Gabe, you've been, you've been hunting. You've been digging. He's been waiting. Yeah, I was, I was honestly starting – I don't want to say depressed. I had gotten to the point where I was like, well – I just, whenever it shows up, it shows up. But then uh, we started talking with Luke, who who works for VMware. That is his that is his grown up day job, and uh, he knows so much about just Linux. He used to work for Linux, as a matter of fact. He worked for Red Hat, but he he has a depth of understanding of the repositories and how st- that stuff works, and it, it's just mind blowing. And he got me super excited when he was explaining to me. Um, what one of the major missing pieces for steam which uh, back up borealis is the project that will bring steam to chrome os so from what it looks like you're going to have borealis on your chromebook just like you do stadia kind of but when you click it it's going to trigger an install process you'll probably log into your steam account and then as we discovered this morning whatever your steam game library is that's actually going to live under the app section of your chrome os settings so this is way more than just google saying hey we're going to let people play steam on chromebooks they are integrating steam into chrome os so this is a really big deal and uh and luke has walked me through just uh what what they're doing with Vulkan, which is a, it's the one of the graphics processing APIs, and that's what's going to be the key to people being able to play. If you know anything about Steam, they have Proton, which is a compatibility layer that allows you to play. I think it's like ninety something percent of the Windows games on Steam. Yeah, we've tried. We've tried like yeah. really hard to get it to work. So it doesn't on work. Uh, but you can play all of those games if you have them in your library on Linux. Well, Vulkan is what makes Proton work properly. And once that's working on Chrome OS's version of Linux, Borealis uh, shell container, whatever, you're going to be able to load up Steam and you'll be able to play all of your Steam games right there on your Chromebook. Wowzers. It's mind-blowing. So, so well, it's, it's stay that, say that stat you said before we started, um, like the idea that, Oh, this, this will be become the largest. The largest yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and I linked I linked uh, Luke's GitHub blog in my last article from yesterday. Um, he made the point that because Chrome OS is already what the second largest operating system in the world now. Yeah. Uh, well, it. it the, I think that the shipping numbers, like so, current people buying. Them, yeah, I think so, is where it's overtaking. But now that you have Linux on all of these modern devices. Once Borealis is a thing, Chrome OS will become the largest 
Linux gaming platform in the world by sheer numbers. Now that doesn't mean everybody's going to be gaming on Chrome and Box, sure. but accessibility wise, you will be. There will be more Chromebooks out in the wild that have access to Steam than probably all of the Linux different Linux flavors combined. Well, because you got to think about it, like. How many people, average Joes, walk into Best Buy and be like, man, I think I'm going to buy a Linux laptop today? Like, if you went, we have a smaller Best Buy here. I, I doubt they even have one that you can uh, buy. I, they No. I and, and if you get online, you, you'll you'll find a handful. But where that used to be the, the, the thing with Chromebooks, that's not the case anymore. Now, now there's Chromebooks coming out of our ears. And so all of a sudden you got these people like we were just talking to a coworker today and she's got this HP laptop and I was helping her fix something on the website on their website. And the, the HP windows laptop she's using made me want to literally chuck it out the window. I'm just like that. I, I, I and that boggles. was doing web-based stuff. It wasn't like you were running yeah. a Windows app. You were, but it was even like the trackpad, like all of it, just was like, oh god, if I had to do this, like I, I would have to find a different solution for work. I, could, I just could not deal with that experience every day, all the time. And we started talking to her about Chromebooks, and it's like, for the amount you spent on that that device, we could get you a Chromebook that will run circles around it. The one I'm using right now that's half as much and has the most basic, if, if we get time, we're going to talk about it, Jasper Lake entry level, so the next generation of small core Intel chips, 4 gigs of RAM, 64 gigs of storage, laps that thing. I mean, it's so much faster and can so we, much can we more say the enjoyable. Uh, um, sure. Yeah. Yeah, uh, we're not under embargo. One, on one. million. So, yeah, so <laughs> we ran. We just got this thing in. It's the the like production model of the unboxing we did of the three seventeen from Acer. So the big boy, uh, and I was so happy. She, uh, our contact said, you know, we can get you the I think the Pentium model with eight gigs of RAM and all that stuff. You were but like, what we have now is the entry level N forty five hundred Jasper Lake with four gigs of RAM. You and were I was like, like, no, 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 yes. that's the one I want anyway. Yes, because I want to know where we start with this. Because even the one we had that was pre production was the 5100 which is a quad core and right i didn't know how much better it would be turns out it's not that much better at all um and the what was i getting on this 20 25 5 and i got 28 2 on yeah. the 5100 so we're in twenty five thousand on on octane and i remember just a couple of years ago being excited about getting that on like higher end chromebooks like yeah i mean we we had the 000. older yeah the older acer 15s that we rocked for a while that had the core processors mm-hmm. i mean they were getting low 20s and we we're like man these things are monsters yeah I'm like yeah okay and so i mean it's <laughs> uh, again Oct- i haven't run all the rest of the benchmarks and looked but I'm, I'm using it right now as we're you know i've got five or six tabs open and moving through notes and and checking websites and stuff and just butter it's it's buttery smooth and the this is going to be a chromebook that probably cost i don't know it'll be sub 300 bucks i bet you know it's got an ips display on it and a number pad and a really nice trackpad and some really good speakers and a full hd ips display that's something that's cool because like, i would never buy a 17 inch laptop i mean i was staying before we started i could oh, not imagine packing this thing around and if you're going to buy one and just have it on your desk just buy a desktop setup whatever but the 17 inch devices have forced the screen hand <laughs> oh yeah they can't cheap out on these screens yeah, you can't I mean, put it's, on not, 30, a, yeah, it's not a great screen beast. but you're going to get a full hd display yeah, you know I, it, and it looks pretty and good. it looks good i'm just sitting here using it again this is where I, i've gotten with reviews and stuff like just what's it like to actually use it real life like scrolling through stuff this is pretty great 
I'm not gonna lie, and I've got it far away from me, and the screen's so big, it's just like, yeah, I can see everything. Everything's clear, and you know, my my eyesight's still doing good, but I can appreciate not ever having to squint at anything mm-hmm. on the screen and not having to have the thing so close to me. It's just, I, I like it. I'm not gonna lie, um, and so, you know, like it's just interesting to think of where we're getting with Chromebooks, and so a device like this, sure, it's gonna be great with Stadia. It's gonna be great with GeForce Now. It's gonna be great with Xbox cloud stuff but it's not going to be great with what Gabe's talking about at least initially like this thing doesn't have the grunt or the ability to do that kind of stuff but with Proton and all the Vulkan APIs and once they eventually like I think it'll be a trickle down effect it'll probably be a handful of Chromebooks get it first and then they figure it out for everybody else but once it's it's cleaned up the container is in a good spot and I can open this up I bet I would bet if I could get something like Day of Defeat or something, some of those source games, yeah. it would run fine sure. on here. So some real lightweight gaming or stuff that's not super graphic intensive will run on here too, and people will be trying it. Like imagine these students and younger people, they're like, I just want a game on here, and I, I can fire up Steam and see. see right, and runs. that's the thing, and, and if you read Luke's article, that that's the whole point is that right now the containers on Chrome OS are partially leveraging OpenGL, which is another another uh, graphics API that uh, a lot of video editors and stuff use. Steam will work with OpenGL, but it's not designed for that. Steam natively and officially supports Vulkan. Vulkan will give you full Vulkan and OpenGL for your Android apps, and it's going to give you full Vulkan support for Proton. So right now, if you install Steam, you can play a game, uh, but I would dare say it's probably getting no real graphics boost whatsoever. Yeah, probably not. I I bet it will be night and day difference. And I, I feel like the graphics, just the integrated graphics on these Jasper Lake devices will be more than enough. Because I've played I've played uh Day of Defeat on, you know I played the, the I, one you were talking about, the the fifteen inch, the Acers. I remember it no, yeah. that was HP. I'm sorry. Yeah, but, but it's still but I, mean, cell I, used to, I used to play it on uh, my work laptop when I worked in a car dealership, mm-hmm. and it was a 35 year old Lenovo ThinkPad, <laughs> and it ran just yeah. you know Day of Defeat ran fine. Right. It doesn't take a ton of stuff to run some of these source games, so I really think once they get these pieces in place, Steam games will run really, really well. Yeah. You know? Then you're going to have all of the options. Do you want to play your Steam games? Do you want to play Stadia? Yeah, Your and, I, and I thought too. Like, I, I really wish with these Jasper Lake chips too. I, it would be really cool if they would somebody would make some tablets or detachables with them because they're fanless. It's a small SOC. It could fit in a tablet, and performance isn't an issue at all. I mean, I'm, I'm we're dealing with the base level here, and you know to put that in perspective, when I run MediaTek that everyone's wanting to put in tablets right now and in small convertibles. That MediaTek chip gets nine to ten thousand on Octane, so we're talking two and a half times more performance here, in the same type of form factor and the same type of price range. Like, you know, people dog on Intel all the time, but I think with these this this chipset, they have done something real special uh, with price and performance mixing together. Um, yeah. Super happy about it because there are an absolute slew of Chromebooks coming with yeah. it. And it's going to be great for the, the Chromebook market because instead of getting a gimped version of, you know, what Chrome OS can do, they, they get this nice, smooth, quick running version of the operating system. And, and it's like, Oh cool. Like this, this is what Chrome OS is. You right. know, you're not getting this slow down 
static, you know, uh, jittery version of Chrome OS. You're getting this nice smooth version of it. And I think it's ironic. It's ironic too because there's still all of this stuff in the in the pipeline for Chrome OS that's coming. But IDC just put out a report saying that they they believe that Chrome OS sales will fall off at the end of this year as the pan- pandemic kind of levels off and everything. And, and I get it to a certain degree. You know, Chrome OS, Chromebooks, and laptops in general exploded because of the pandemic. So obviously, there's going to be a leveling off. But I don't feel like it's going to fall off the way that they think they're going to. Because one, so. you have massive development going on. There's more devices coming out now than ever. It's getting to the point where, I mean, it's nearly impossible to keep track of all the devices. But you have all this other stuff that Google has in the works. You know, the the Borealis and everything else that they're doing. I just... I don't think it's going to die the way that they think it's going to. So. It is the operating system of the future. Yeah. <laughs> Get on board, folks. All right. Hey, we're going to take a quick break for an ad, and then we'll be right back. This podcast is brought to you by NordVPN. We recommend the service, and we use NordVPN because they keep your browsing secure and private on any device. Whether you're using a Chromebook, an Android device, a Mac, an iPhone, or a Windows device, NordVPN is going to protect your browsing. They also have 24-7 customer support in case you ever have any issues, and they offer a risk-free 30-day money-back guarantee. So if you want to learn more and maybe give it a try, head over to chromeunbox.com forward slash Nord, N-O-R-D. Today's episode is brought to you by Cameo. If your organization is looking to adopt Chromebooks, but you need to give your people seamless access to all their apps, including Windows apps, Cameo is the simplest and most secure and most cost-effective way to deliver all the apps your people need to be productive on Chrome OS. Cameo is a Chrome Enterprise recommended virtualization solution and is deeply integrated with Chrome OS and the Google Admin Console, making it easy for you to push any app as a PWA to your Chromebooks. And now you can take advantage of a special Chrome OS and Cameo bundle that makes it easier than ever to test. If you're interested, you can head over to cameo.com forward slash unbox. That's C-A-M-E-Y-O dot com slash unbox or click the link down in the show notes. Alrighty, everyone. We are we are back. We've got our Jimmy John's order place. It is Freaky Fast Friday here at Chrome Unboxed. Joe tried to get us to go get chicken wings. I thought about it, man. It sounded good. Chicken well, always, the problem <laughs> is, is chicken that, wings always sound yeah, good. the problem is, is our, our goal is to start the podcast at 10. We don't normally do that because we're doing other things, but we shoot for 10. That way we know we're getting started in time to have lunch when we're finished. I think we all came to the realization that if we don't wrap this up until 1230 or 1245, we're all going to be really vanished. Famished? Vanished. I like vanished. Vanished. I can't, man. vanished. vanished. vanished We're going to disappear. I'm, I mean, you've seen me. I'm wasting away to nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am. I'm, I'm, I don't have any I'm, extras in the reserve. Gotta, Peaked. Not true. We, I haven't we, eaten since like 6 o'clock last night, and I feel fine. I'll, we, be, I'll be ready to eat. Today. I had a piece we, of cheese. We have to figure out a way. We have to get in touch with corporate Jimmy Johns and and figure out a way to do a partnership with them. That would be fun. That I will make that so my much I will make that my mission this afternoon Please to do, start yeah. the ball rolling on that. If anything, let's just send them a bunch of tweets. <laughs> just tweet storm just, them, dox just, them into no, let's working just get with a, us. Let's get a. I'll get a really nice photo like with the big camera, and we'll do like, yeah, yeah. Hashtag Freaky Fast Friday. Chrome Unbox at I Jimmy like Jones. It. Just send them a they're, bunch. Of, I think their Twitter. I think they're not like Wendy's level, but I think they're, they're, they're pretty. Active. They're pretty active. They're pretty huh? active. I love their new commercials. 
Yeah, and just be like, hey, You're we're so good. It's Jimmy's John's. All right, since we're going to derail again. Uh, so, does anyone <laughs> ever watch Chopped? Yes. I don't. All right, so this week they're doing a five-part uh, special with Alton Brown. It's called Alton Brown's Maniacal Baskets. Oh, my so it has, gosh. So, it has yes. stuff like haggis and just crazy. I don't even know what haggis is. I don't even know what you're talking <laughs> about. Okay. Anyway. Do you? No. Yes, you do. <laughs> haggis. Come on, man. Michael My- Mike Myers, so I'm Mary Max Murderer. Haggis. They take all the inside parts and they shove it in the stomach and then they boil it. Oh God! Oh right. It's a Scot- it's a Scottish thing. Uh, that sounds like worse mm. than baloney. Oh yeah, I absolutely. Love it, anyway, so it's it <laughs> is great. But he's also one of the judges, so it's really really cool. I completely forgot why I was saying that. <laughs> he derailed his derail. <laughs> what were we talking that just about? Happened. Oh, <laughs> Food Network. <laughs> Chopped is all I got. Chopped Food Network Twitter during that episode. Just go check out Food Network. Um, Tuesday night. Go back to tw- their Twitter on Tuesday night and check it out. It is it is crazy. So That's funny. Had a little side conversation with Alton Brown. Alton Brown's very active on Twitter, by the way. If you want to talk to him, another fun derailment. Mario, the new Mario Golf for Switch comes out now. Today. Oh, is Dude, it? We need to. I think my, I think my wife's is it go digital. Or it. You have to go buy it. I think you can do either one, but I prefer to buy it. Um, just because that you way like you going can, into the store. It's, just, it's a whole lot easier to move it between. Because we have two switches, so if you want to play it on a oh, different switch, yeah. like it's just a little bit easier. Like because my kids have accounts and stuff, and so if I buy it on my account, like they can't play it on their account if they're the one. Lo- it's you can't share. The, I guess yeah, they probably well, yeah, want to no, limit how much family you can games. Share. Maybe yeah. maybe we can't because they're they're under my family account. I don't yeah. know. All that stuff's way easier when I just have a thing to go. Exactly. You don't have in. to think about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So. Um, uh, so yeah, let's. Well, I don't even know what we're going to talk about now. Uh, what were we were talking? Jimmy John's, Freaky Fast Fridays. If if our no Pig one's guts. no one's <laughs> no one's in our office, so we left the door open. So if you hear the Jimmy John's person come in, we might have them on the podcast. We'll see. Uh, let's get in here, man. Get in here. <laughs> so uh, we, this was this has been a fun uh, this has been a fun podcast so far. Let's uh, let's take it let's take it down a notch. I don't know. Get out the sad trombone. Look at Jimmy John's Twitter. They have their potential names for the band I'm starting, and one of them is Rage Against the POS Machine. And if you ever worked in the restaurant business, you know what a POS machine is. It's great. It is not piece of... Sh- no. no. It is point of sale. Yeah. A lot of people are like, POS? What like, the That's heck? not what we're talking yeah, about. Not that. Lettuce, but, lettuce yeah. is nature's confetti. There but yeah, Robbie's hopes and dreams have been crushed. A little bit, yeah. Um, <laughs> but Mario Golf will soften the blow. It will. It will. Um, and we're playing in a scramble on Sunday, so I'm, we are. I'm excited we about are. that. Um, no, I had to, to write a piece um, yesterday, and I remember I, I over-explained this to my wife the night before. Once Her, I had realized. She, she glazed, glazed over, over a bit. Well, she was turning around in the kitchen doing something else, and she just You're turned just around rambling. after I got done, and she just went, Okay. <laughs> I was like, well, I had to explain like why it was so depressing She's and all like, this stuff. She I was don't like, care. you could have just said this one thing you thought was coming isn't going to make it. Yep. And I was like, yeah, that's not how we do things. That doesn't work. <laughs> that's not true. <clears throat> Anywho, so um, 
I'm not going to say long story short because this needs an explanation. So for some of you who have been tracking along with this stuff, and people say it all the time. I mean, people comment. We get emails, and it's on, I mean, random videos, and it's everywhere. Like, when's the next Pixelbook coming out? Mm-hmm. Like, it'll just pop up places because people want to know. And so we look very hard for any evidence that would show us. Um, and we've talked about it here uh, quite a bit. And so there were, t- there were two Chromebooks we were tracking that's like, these could be. And the first one was uh, Halvor. And I'm saying was in past tense because I'm fairly certain neither one of these are it's pixel books anymore. It's dead. So Halvor, um, I think, has a, a total of like 10 commits all this year. And there are none since March 5th. They haven't touched it. And so uh, this board has been in development since early 2020, oh, wow. maybe even longer yeah. back. And so it just kind of ground to a halt. Uh, there was only like one commit in March and like two in February before that. I was hoping I would just, look and there'd be like a whole bunch of oh, new ones. Oh, here it is. Yeah. No, March one, 5th. two, three, four, five, eight commits this year, um, and then Not only good. a few in December. So, Not good. yeah, you're talking grinding to a halt here. That usually means they used it to learn whatever they needed to learn, and they've moved on to something yeah. else. So, <clears throat> the which, reason which, it, which happens like that's, oh, a yeah, lot. Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. totally um, normal. Yeah, they're they're. Some of them get fully abandoned and they'll rip everything out. But this tells me like something in what they develop for Halvor, whoever's making it is still using it for something. Um, So it had the assistant key and there's a very specific commit. It says add assistant key in all caps. Like that to me, it almost felt like, because there's no other devices out there that have those types of commits for them. It felt very much like we're almost waving a flag, like, Hey, pay attention to this. Um, And maybe they did just to trick us. Um, And it worked. Uh, but they, they it, literally might have done that. They could have. <laughs> I mean, um, seriously. Because ultimately, there's the Vivaldi keyboard now that allows manufacturers to kind of just tweak keyboard shortcuts and stuff however they want. Not shortcuts, I'm sorry. The function keys up top to kind of reorient them. Uh, so it's a more flexible version of the Chrome OS keyboard. And that's what a lot of devices use nowadays. So when it has like the capture key up top and the, you know, like some of that stuff mm-hmm. the newer Chromebooks are coming with, that's the Vivaldi keyboard in action. Like the keyboard I'm looking at on this Acer this entry-level Acer is the standard Chrome OS keyboard. It still even has the back and forward keys. So no play pause button, no capture key, no extra stuff. It looks like old-school Chromebook and then the number pad on the side. Um, and so they could hide the assistant key in the Vivaldi setup. I'd have to dig a lot to find something saying that there's another key down on the bottom row and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, so that was Halvor. It clearly has just ground to a halt. And so it's, it's pretty much stopped. I have zero hope at this point that this is going to be anything uh, from Google because if they were going to do something likely they would do something this fall Um, they're obviously going to have like a just stellar blockbuster type event this fall Pixel 6 Pixel 6 Pro Pixel Watch I mean Pixel Fold possibly like we're talking some major like this is going to be the biggest Google hardware event that's been you know, I don't know for them, like uh, announcing the assistant with the first pixel was probably in their mind, the biggest like turning point. But as far as from a hardware perspective, by far, this yeah. is the most exciting well, and from Google a, event. From a consumer standpoint, like people being able to go buy things. Exactly. <laughs> you like, know, this the assistant was a big deal, awesome. but yeah, this is going to be great. And so if they were going to, excuse me, if they were going to ship a Chromebook in the fall, like we, it would have to be getting close to being done. And they wouldn't be like stopping development like six now. Yeah, I mean, so yeah it'd be. that's Halvor's just not in the books anymore. So then there was Lindar, which was the light bar um, Chromebook, and you know it's like, hey, I'm, we're, wearing, I'm wearing my light bar shirt yeah, today. 
got four color light bar found this and it's like man this i don't we don't understand and i every time we wrote about lindar i always made sure to say every commit is from someone at lcfc which is lenovo's plant that makes one and eight of all laptops made in the world uh every year and or at least the last few years and nothing comes out of that factory that's not lenovo branded so i we've talked multiple times about how lindar may be some sort of Google collaboration. It won't be a clean Google Pixel book. There's no way. They're, that factory's not going to produce only Lenovo products and one thing. Like, if they did multiple other products, sure, but only Lenovo stuff comes out of there. So we weren't really sure what was going on with that. So it's kind of bounced around. Well, Lenovo announced their two new Chromebooks, uh, which are very exciting Chromebooks, by yes. the way. Uh, so an, an update to the Flex 5, which is fan favorite kind of device and it's all good updates um there's even an oled option with this one like yeah. what is oled which is, which yes. is dope uh, that's really gonna be awesome. a sad piece of news in a second though um so you know oled hopefully the build quality be just a little bit better but the price didn't go way up i think it's 479 or something like that um tiger uh, lake 499 yeah you so. know tiger lake internals it'll go on sale all the time like everything else does I can't stop yawning. Maybe I do need to eat. Um, You're and talking so, too much. That's <laughs> seriously. That, that's a thing. Like if you talk, the more you talk, yeah, the more yeah, you want to yawn. Yeah, your body's like, well, "You're exasperating so much. I need more oxygen." And that's, dummy. that's what it is. It's. And I mean, uh, I don't know if the, how much true science is behind this or not. But I, we were always taught that it was your your oxygen levels are out of their normal balance. So if you're someone who speaks frequently. You don't have that problem, right. but when you don't do it all the time, yeah. and you start talking a lot, you start yeah. yawning. Yeah. Your just, body's saying, "Hey, shut up! You're going to pass out." Stop I talking just, so much and do just, something else. I was waiting. That was such a perfect opportunity because I was waiting to try to get some dig at you. It's like I've been I've been waiting 120 no. episodes to say, <laughs> basically to try to say like, yeah, you're talking too much. That's what your wife wanted to say last night. <laughs> Oh, she tells me that all the time. <laughs> She's like, too much information. Why are you talking still? <laughs> You're still talking. What did she say about the podcast? <laughs> I can't believe people, anyone listens to Yeah, me. I can't believe people download and sit and just listen to you all. Like, why would they do that? Uh, I'm crying. I'm laughing I don't know. so much. And, yep. They do. Uh, yeah. And we're grateful. Sorry. Anywho, so <laughs> Flex 5 is going to be better probably in every way faster you know same same good stuff that it had but upgraded internals and then they announced a 14 inch clamshell um just the five eyes the lenovo chromebook 5i um i don't know were there were there any like standout things with that no i mean it's 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 a clamshell and like i didn't see any fingerprint sensors there's nothing like that it's just a good looking clamshell it has a better screen than the flex it's a 300 okay i think or maybe up to 300 maybe yeah Uh, so you know we'll we'll see once we get them in hand and and, but there was a a very unique thing across the front there was a light bar underneath the trackpad and i remember seeing that going wait what 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 is that on the 5i yeah and so what they showed and was like you know you open it it'll glow whatever color for the you know same as the leds that are on the, like the side the little dots you have on most chromebooks you know white for good or green for charging and white for normal and amber for low battery and red for you know whatever um and then the it, i think it'll be able to scale up and down on the front in an amber color to kind of give you an idea of you know you're at 50 75 whatever percent just kind of glancing down it's a fun flourish whatever um 
neat placement though. I don't know that I'm. Yeah. I, is are, have you ever seen a device with that? I don't mm-hmm. think I have. Not, not a light bar there. Like some of the Dells have a little. My only concern LED is there. that that would possibly be an area that might get hit. Yeah. Because of where it's at, but uh, the the placement's really brilliant in my opinion. Yeah, it looks cool. Like it's yeah. stri- it's a striking visual feature, visual <laughs> flair. But I was like, it's not doing the four color LED thing like we thought. So maybe that's not it. There's so the next day, Gabe looks and finds in the developer place where they kind of put um, new devices and in, in their their baseboards and all that kind of stuff in the Chrome OS or Chromium OS development place, and there is Lillipup. So you may not be familiar with that board, but it has been built from day one in conjunction with Lindar. Like they're both LCFC emails on both of them, and most things it's like add this and then change this for Lillipup and change that for Lindar. And, but side by side the whole time, like you barely can see commits with one without the other. They're constantly doing stuff, which is always a little bit of a, mm, this is definitely not probably not going to be like a pixel book, pixel book. Cause they're not going to make two versions of the pixel book. Um, and so, you know, we knew that that was the case. Well, that one showed up and I'm like, okay, well that means to me, that means maybe Lillipup then is this 14 I and they did just a weird light bar kind of thing on it. So Lindar still, special thing um and then i realized the whole oled thing with the flex 5 and i just thought i'm gonna look this up so i went and looked it up in the repositories <clears throat> oled has been added to lillipup which means the flex 5 is lillipup which means lindar almost certainly has to be that 14 inch with the light bar like all signs point to that being Lindar. We don't know that 100% for sure, but I would say it would 99.99% assurance. We're not going to see some magic device that has been developed completely in conjunction with this other device that we know is out show up in a month or two with some different light bar when this one has been referred to as the light bar. It does. And I also found my the four-color LED um, commit that I had originally found was abandoned, and they changed the way that they were going to implement the LEDs it all lines up. Let's just, you know, I had to just be like, okay, that, that it is what it is. Lindar is this Lenovo Chromebook five. I, and I'm sure it'll be great. And sure. I'm not, and I'm not bummed even like no one's bummed about the light bar either. Like, it's not like, Oh, that light bar's not doing what I want. I'm not going to buy it. Whatever. Like no one was excited about the light bar. And you were excited about the fact that the light bar meant, maybe it meant a new pixel book or a Google made Chromebook. And, uh, that's not it. Um, <laughs> yeah, it, Again, I I don't I think the chances are are absolutely nil that, that that I'm not on with this, and so as much as I hate to be right about this, I, I feel like yeah 100 right about this. So now the two main Chromebooks that I was tracking that I thought maybe had a chance potential to be Google made Chromebooks uh, are kind of out the door. <laughs> one has been all but abandoned, <laughs> and then yeah, the other one has, been one has left basically in the dust. The other one's shown up. The other one's not it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And again, I don't want to, I'm not like, this is no, by no means to be like, oh, I hate this Chromebook or this isn't any good. No, it's it could just be the, awesome. Yeah, it's I don't just know. the fact that we thought hopefully maybe it was a, a, yep. a Pixelbook. And then I started thinking further about, um, you know, Google's aspirations with their own um, silicon. Absolutely. And we've talked about that a lot here. We talked about it a lot on the website. And with the, the event they're doing this fall, with the hardware that's coming out with their own silicon, 
and knowing that the reports that have been pretty accurate, I think Axiom was the one that initially came out with it, said, you know, look, Google's making their own silicon. They're gonna they're gonna launch stuff this fall. So that that's gonna happen. We're we're gonna have the GS one hundred one or Whitechapel or whatever they're gonna call it. I don't Oriel. know. Yeah, I hope Raven. I hope they call it GS one as far as the chip. You know, like GS is cool. Google silicon. You know, first one, version or just GS one would be cool yeah. or something. You know, um, and so you know the reports said also that they're working. They're gonna do this for Chromebooks too. Um, what would be really nice would be really awesome. So if anybody from from Google is listening, uh, to be able to give us something, some sort of nugget at this event that says, "Hey, we're working on this for Chromebooks too." Because surely at the event they're going to explain, "Hey, we've, we're building our own silicon." They, oh yeah, they're not just going to be like, "Oh, by the way, it's uh, not Qualcomm; it's our own stuff." Anyway, right. let's move on to the next phone. <laughs> you know, they're going to they're going to probably spend a little bit of time just like Apple did. Apple spent. 45 minutes of their keynote oh, yeah. talking it just about the their chip. Keynote, yeah. They weren't talking about anything else. They weren't talking about the devices. They were just talking about the chip. They'll spend time explaining why this is important, why it's the move they need to make, and yada, 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 all that stuff. Hopefully in that, they at least give us a glimpse of like, hey, we're, we're building this for Chromebooks too, and you'll see it coming. Because we kind of know that it is. There's no sense that Google would build this for their phones and then just be like, nah, we're not going to bother with a Chromebook. It makes total sense that they would build a Chromebook with their own silicon. Now they're probably going to have to modify it, so they'll have kind of a maybe a desktop or, or tablet version of their silicon, and then they'll have their their phone version, similar to the way Apple has the M chips for laptops, and they got the A chips for mobile. Uh, I, I would 100% watch them or expect them to to follow that suit. And so, if that's the case, and I mean. We don't know this uh, any special way, but you know your gut tells you some things. Like this, that's probably exactly what's happening. It's probably a Chromebook being developed. I, I wouldn't know how to find it in the repositories if I looked. Um, but there's probably some stuff working for they're developing, and, and if it's their own silicon, maybe they're doing some stuff behind the scenes before they really deal with the open source parts of Chromium OS. Whatever. At the end of the day, I think what they're probably prepping on is a, a pixel book with their silicon inside. Maybe a detachable, maybe not. Maybe a convertible. Who who knows what they're going to do with that? But that's their next play, and I I could that's fair to me. If I'm like, okay, that's what they're focused on. That's what they're working on. Why would you bother putting the? Because Google doesn't just like make a Chromebook and throw it out. Like they spend a ton of time thinking through all the little nitty-gritty details of how you're going to use it. And it's why the Pixelbook Go and the Pixelbook, and for some people, the, the Pixel Slate and the original Chromebook Pixels were so good. Why people love them so much, because it's attention to detail in the small stuff. They don't need to spend that time figuring out how to get, A, fans. They don't have fans in any of their Chromebooks, uh, or any of their new stuff. So Pixelbook and Pixel Slates, Pixelbook Go, they don't have fans. So in order to put... Um, something like the um, Tiger Lake chips inside, you've got to put fan ports on there. And so I just, I don't see Google doing that. I can't see a Pixelbook with fans on it, but you would have to if you're going to put higher end chips in there. And so again, all of this to say, I don't think they're going to spend time developing a, something with another Intel chip inside. No. I just don't see them doing that if they're working towards their own chipset. And so that may be next year, or maybe we get something in the spring or I, I don't know. Um, but it makes sense to me that they're probably like, yeah, we got something coming, but it's going to be our own stuff. We're, we're not going to bother with Intel stuff. And by the way, the Chromebook ecosystem's doing just fine. Yeah, like exactly. we don't need Google to come in and save or set any precedent or anything like that. There are great Chromebooks out there, but people still want the one from Google. And I think 
that that fits way more in line with how Google goes about making Chromebooks. They made the Pixel Book when there were a few convertible Chromebooks, but there weren't really premium Chromebooks, and they weren't pen enabled, or there was a couple like Samsung had one. Like they went in and said, "Here's the Pixel Book. Start making devices like this." And then when there were no, there were no tablets, they went in and made the Pixel Slate and and set a standard that maybe wasn't great. They missed on a bunch of levels, but new tablets have come out that have been better. The Duet is a direct line from the Pixel Slate. Exactly. Um, yeah. Cuz they figured out, hey, high end maybe you don't need that. Maybe it doesn't need to be this big, you know, but and here's how we need to do the keyboard or whatever, you know, and like they they obviously took some notes from the misses from the Pixel Slate and made the 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 Duet and some other tablets yeah, that have the come X360 out. Yeah, X360 was HP. X three sixty was the that detachable. The, no, what was the what's the uh, name of that? that was X two. X two. I was, was like, awesome. it's X, the X three sixty was the the, yeah, the, the keyboard was wobbly, but you know it was. Yeah. It actually came out before the slate. Did it really? Mm-hmm. I'll yeah. be darn. Um, and so you know, like I, the slate, I feel like had less impact. I, they wanted it to have an yeah. impact. I think if it would have been a great device and and a little better thought through, it could have. But the OS wasn't ready. Like too many moving parts, and they didn't come together. It didn't it didn't congeal. But the Pixelbook Go did. And so the Pixelbook and the Pixelbook Go, I think they showed like att- attention to some small details. Here's how you can build just awesome stuff. And they did something a little different. Again, the Pixelbook Go was premium in different ways. Chromebooks had been premium. Like all, you know, the entire shell was the same thing. Like these really premium speakers and, you know, making sure the keyboard and trackpad were just excellent and fanless and thin and, you know, all one finger lift on the hinge. It's, it's, it appealed to the MacBook type people. That's that's what they did with that, and so they showed that. And we've gotten some laptops that are just more premium because of it, and it was it was reasonably affordable too. And so I don't think it's it would behoove Google at this point the way that they see Chromebook development to show up with a Pixelbook that's you know a good Tiger Lake Pixelbook. Like, I, what's it going to do? Just just going to get lost in the mix of the rest of the great Chromebooks that are out there. But if they show up with their own silicon. And they show up with an ARM-powered device that is fully integrated, and that chip is is fully leveraged for Chrome OS, and it's super thin, it's super light, and there are no fans, and it's more affordable because it's their in-house chip. Like those are the type of changes and disruptions I see Google going. Yep, we want to do that. Right, exactly. We like doing they take that. the not not to not to duplicate Apple, but to take the same path that Apple took with the M1 chip would be yeah. absolutely brilliant on Google's part. Yep. So I, that's my gut tells me that's what they're doing. And we won't see another pixel book until that chip is ready for production. Yeah. Cause we've talked a little bit about what it would look like to just update the pixel book go maybe this year. Yeah. You know, but I just, don't, but the, when I, when it hits me, I thought about this happening. the other night too. Like what we just talked about. Do you really, you really see a pixel book go with fans mm-hmm. on it? Nope. So no. what process are you going to put in that thing? Yeah. You know, I mean, there's they not, could do, there's not a ton of options. Honestly. Yeah, I mean, they could do honestly if they did the like the Pentium Silver or this new Jasper Lake thing. Like, it's not going to be any faster probably than like the Core i5 Pixelbook Go you can buy now. It's just it'll get a little bit better battery life and and have a, a longer expiration date. But again, those are those don't sound like things that Google would be interested no. in to me at all. Like, that's not their lane. They're not trying to mass sell Chromebooks. That's not their thing. They want, because they work with all these partners, people don't know this, they have their hand in every Chromebook. Yes. Like, it's not like mm-hmm. Google's like, I don't know, do whatever. Like with Android, there's stuff being made, Android stuff that they, I maybe somebody signs off on it. Yeah, no, if they have a the, punch list that says if you're going to use, you know, 
what, vanilla Android. You have right. to meet these certain criteria. <laughs> Go Other with than it. That, yeah. Right. They that like Robbie was saying, they are actively involved. involved. Even the ones that are, are white label devices coming out of, of giant factories in, in Asia, they work directly with the OEM and say, Yes, this, no this and okay, go ahead and manufacture it. It's very, yeah. very so hands on. It's a very but, different approach and because of that I, I just I don't think Google has at this point have never shown interest in just making another Chromebook. It's always got to do something. It's it's trying to either push the industry forward or it's trying to show manufacturers what's possible or something like that. A Whitechapel enabled Chromebook with their silicon. Yeah. Their, it's not their take on the OS. Chrome OS would be the exact same on it as it is on every other one, which is beautiful. Yeah. But it's their attention to detail and the hardware. And my hope is, I don't know if they'll do this with Android. Not sure. Um, they should, but I don't know. My hope is that, especially with Chromebooks, since the OS is always going to be the same, that once they get this leveraged and working, that it's something hardware-wise that they can offer to other manufacturers. Like So if Acer wants to make a Whitechapel-powered Chromebook, cool, here it is. You can license it and take it and, and go use it. Um, because if it's good enough, I could see a future where the there's a massive majority of, of Chromebooks that are built using Google Silicon instead of Intel or Qualcomm or even MediaTek. You know, like it becomes one of those massive players. I'm not saying they're going to overtake everybody, but they could come in and make a move in the chip game and just move a bunch of chips and not have to make pixel books with their chips. Mm -mm. They just, they're, they're fabbing chips for other manufacturers that have the scale and, and, and can do all that kind of stuff. And it's, it's just more beneficial for them. The more Chromebooks that have the same processor in them, the easier it is to streamline things to make the OS better. And yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It'll, it's it's going to be interesting. Yeah. That's sort very, of, very that sort of integration is, uh, I mean, we've seen it with, with Apple and, 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 and the M1 and what they're doing. The, we, we've had some conversations. We've, we've been fortunate to have some conversations with some folks at Google and in our conversation with John Miletus, you know, he was talking about how their Chromebooks that they put out are, are meant to be, I forget exactly how he phrased it. I think he said lighthouse devices. Do you all remember this? Lighthouse Basically, or halo. Or halo something. devices, something yeah. like that. Um, and yeah, just updating a, a Pixelbook go is not that just doesn't fit, <laughs> it doesn't fit their mo that does and, and if you go back like you've said i mean you've you've yeah you've described it perfectly if you go back and look at the devices they've put out in one way or another they're they're that halo device yeah and like the pixel pixel phones are not like that's no. not their that's not what they're going for nope. they're trying to be middle of the road consumer devices yeah. like we want to make phones like everybody else makes phones and, but you got to think the android the entire Android ecosystem, the way that you make devices, so is completely different too, and it's so because much Samsung, more broad. <laughs> because everybody can take and make stuff, and they don't have to be heavily involved with Samsung or with Lenovo or LG or whatever. They don't have to. Um, right. I'm sure they are in, in different ways. With Chrome OS, this is it's it's odd because we're we're not used to seeing that. You know, if Android goes and runs amok over here, uh, Windows. You know, people take and do all kinds of crazy stuff to Windows. Like, you got all these random drivers that work for the different keyboards and different trackpads and different stuff. And, like, it's very hard to find a vanilla, like, just clean Windows interface unless you go buy a Surface device. Mm -hmm. And then you don't have all the extra junk that comes with it. Because part of it's bloat, but part of it's there because 
that's how you make things work on Windows. Like, well, I need all these drivers to make my keyboard work and my trackpad work and my, you know, motherboard work and all that stuff with Windows the way it needs to. And then, oh, HP forgot to update that driver. Well, that should be working in Windows and it doesn't. That's not the case with Chrome OS. Yes, a bunch of people make a bunch of different devices, but Google's involved in all of it. Yeah. And, and because that involvement is there, when I flip this Acer 317 open, there are a base number of assumptions I can make about how this Chromebook's going to work and function that are always going to work and function. I don't have to worry about that. Um, and, and that's one of the coolest things about Chrome OS. And so because of that, like Google doesn't have the need to go in and mass make devices. Like they don't need to make a pixel book every year. They don't need to make a bunch of different models of Google made Chromebooks. Like that's why would they need to do that? Why would they even want to do that? Um, they only need to do it when it's going to push things forward. Yeah. And, and again, I think, yeah. you know, and, their own and, silicon and, does and, that. An ARM processor that's fully integrated, built from the ground up for Chrome OS. That is, that's moving the industry forward. And I can't, that, that makes me think, as we're saying this, it makes me think really honestly that there's no way that Google ends up doing this, shipping a, a Pixelbook with their chip in it, and then not allowing other people to use this hardware. I, I just, that yeah. wouldn't even make any sense. Like, because they don't want to get in the game of selling a bunch of Chromebooks. So why would you even bother if you're not going to allow your OEMs to use it? Yeah. That wouldn't even make any sense. Maybe they'll pivot, but I gonna, highly yeah, doubt it. Unless they want to pivot to that. But again, you know, Google's competing in the phone space as a manufacturer because that's what the ecosystem demands. They don't have to compete as a manufacturer here. Everyone is licensing the same, the same OS. And so... If they can just help Acer make better Chromebooks and help Asus make better Chromebooks, like they they they're winning in that realm already. They don't have to go and I don't know show up and make a pure. This is the pure version. This is Google's version of Chrome OS. It's the same. It's always Google's version of Chrome OS because they probably saw the mess that Android became and were like, nope, not doing that not again. Not doing that again. Not going to make that mistake. It'd be like going and buying a MacBook and be like, is this which version of Mac OS am I getting here? <laughs> It's always the same. Yeah. Like Mac OS is Mac OS. They're new, newer versions that yeah. you know may, it may not be compatible. Right, but it's it's like iOS and iPad OS. They're all the same, you know. And uh, you know, for even though the hardware maker is different, the software approach is the exact same. Yeah. Is what you see with Apple. And no, so, man, that makes perfect sense. I d it just now that yeah. I'm saying that it doesn't yeah. make any no, sense yeah. actually they, that yeah. they would go and build a Pixelbook with this yeah. chip in it and then not share that hardware. Yeah. It would make zero sense to what they've done with Chromebooks. They're like, yeah. what are you going to do? Build a fleet of Chromebooks and yeah. fight yeah. with everybody yeah. so to get your chip? Like, there's no way. Yeah. So it makes sense that now that, Google's that a chip they have manufacturer. To, yeah, it makes sense that they have to allow other people to use this this thing because in in the writings. Probably they they probably saw what was happening with ARM and how ARM was oh, yeah. progressing, and they were like, "Here's finally our chance to create our own thing." <laughs> we've seen right. we've seen all these different versions and, and processors going in our our Chromebooks. We've seen this, and they know for, for, on a fundamental level how this stuff is working. Obviously, right? They're like, "We can just build our own with this ARM because ARM has finally progressed to the point like right. you know, ARM had to get to where it's at to, for them to now to be able to do this for this. You know, it's it's all there's all these pieces that have finally maybe come together for this. Yeah, it'll be interesting too to see like the MediaTek chips that are coming. Oh yeah, like the yeah, yeah, those are. 8192 and 95 are both. And they said those are built for yeah, Chrome OS. MediaTek is building those for Chrome OS. And, and I have zero doubt that Google's heavily involved there too in trying to help them make chips that 
you know, I don't know. I, I just, there's nothing about Google with Chromebooks that make me feel like they're trying to like get an angle or leverage their brand in something like when it comes to hardware. Like yeah. I just don't, I think they know the, the money and the benefit for them is to make sure all these OEMs are on board doing yeah. the right stuff. And, and so they just let themselves be involved in all of this stuff. And so I could see the media tech chips being pretty yeah. amazing too. And, you know, and, and when Google launches theirs, it's just another option if people yeah. want to use it. Yeah, exactly. Google just wants people logging into Chrome OS and using Google services. Yeah. That's what they want. Yeah. <laughs> they don't care. <laughs> I mean, at the end of the day, that's, yeah. that's where it's at. In the fo- like you More said, Google the, One users. The, the, phone, the phone stuff is a little different. I could see them not uh, reselling their phone chip. No. Um, I would seriously doubt they yeah. will do that. But this is different. You know, it this is. is a different this is a different realm. I just don't I I've never felt once that Google puts out a Pixel book in order to compete with Acer. It's no. never been the thing. Yeah. And I don't I don't think they have any any want to do that. I one hundred percent think they put out Pixel phones to compete with Samsung and to compete with Apple. Like hundred percent. And so it's just it's just different. They're very two very, very different ecosystems yeah. in the way that they play out in the market, the way that the software works is just very different. So it is sad that what we thought might have been Google made stuff isn't. Yeah. But the more now that it's playing out in the timeline and the way it's working, I'm like, this that makes sense. It yeah. really does. It the makes future. sense. The that future Google, is still bright. <laughs> yeah. Google is investing in their yeah. own stuff. Yeah. Now, my hope again is that even if it's just, just a tease, tease just show us, just or just say it. I, I just want to hear Google say it. I want to hear Google say, yep, we made these chips for the Pixel 6 and Pixel 6 Pro, and the, aren't these awesome? This is really cool. Look what we've been able to do. Da, 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 da. By the way, it'll be coming to a Chromebook soon. Yeah. Move on. That's like, it. That's all I want to know. Just, just want to officially know that that's happening. And for the compute side of things, here's what we've done. I mean, like, just uh, one little piece at the end of the oh, presentation. Oh, they just show, like, a Pixel, like, People would lose their mind if there was if they, if it just like a, like generic, a silhouetted yeah. pixel book on a table. Yeah, it doesn't even twenty twenty two doesn't yeah. even have to be the like design that they go with. Just no. just something, just the corner of a laptop <laughs> that looks like it just might some, be a pixel book. People some, would be like yeah. some white label shell that they bought from from a market. In <laughs> Nobody <laughs> would care in Asia. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, like you've said, it's a little sad. The you know we you we we obviously just get excited anytime there's maybe some chance of any any new device, particularly a Pixelbook. So, uh, but the future's still bright, and hopefully, we will know more uh, in the fall when we have the Google event. So hopefully, we'll be there, and maybe they will tease it. That would be really really exciting but folks that's it for today we appreciate you all tuning in as always we're going to link everything uh we'll link the giveaway we'll link all this stuff that we've uh talked about as always we have articles plethora of articles on the website that are deep dives into these subjects so go check that out but we appreciate you listening and we'll catch you next week see ya Hey guys, thanks for tuning in. You can find show notes over at chromeunbox.com forward slash podcast. And if you want to stay up to date with everything that's happening in the world of Chrome and Chrome OS, make sure to check out our website, chromeunboxed.com, and follow us on social media by searching for at Chrome Unboxed. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.